Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the Gospel for this weekend, we hear the classic story of Jesus curing the blindness of Bartimaeus. Now, if you read this story at a literary level, yes, it is Jesus performing another great miracle by curing Bartimaeus' blindness. But if we read it at a spiritual level, we have a story about conversion, how a person converts their life to Christ, and in doing so, their life changes forever. How does the gospel begin? It says Jesus was leaving Jericho with his disciples. Jericho is a city that has historical significance associated with it. It was the first city that the Israelites attacked and captured when they first entered the promised land. There's that classic scene in which the Israelites, they surround the city of Jericho. The trumpets blow and immediately the walls around Jericho fall down and the Israelites rush in and conquer the city. Jericho is also infamous. It is referred to as the Sin City. We would liken it to the Las Vegas of our time. It was a city that was prone to violence, greed, hatred, prejudice, avarice. Jericho represented all the things that turned away from God. Notice also the topography of Jericho. Jericho is one of the lowest places in all of Israel, if not the world. It is several hundred feet below the sea level. In fact, it's right next to the Dead Sea. And so right now, Jesus is in the lowest place of all of Israel. And yet, he's traveling up. He's traveling up to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is a city built on top of a mountain. Now, the symbolism reaches out and grabs us. From the very beginning of the story, it sets the tone for the gospel. In our conversion to Christ, Jesus leads us out of the lowest place in our life, which is sin itself. And he leads us up to himself so that we may participate in his life. So we're going to see that firsthand, the story with Bartimaeus. Where do we find Bartimaeus? He's sitting at the walls of Jericho and he's blind. How fitting, the symbolism. Here, Bartimaeus is living in Sin City, and yet that sinfulness has made him spiritually blind to see the presence of God in his life. You know, there are times in which we feel lost, times in which we lose our focus. We turn our focus away from God and now towards the things of this world. Well, if that happens, yes then it's difficult for us to see the presence of God in our life. Here we have Bartimaeus. He's living in Sin City, and therefore he's spiritually blind. He's blinded to the presence of Christ in his life. See, that's the reason why we can all identify with Bartimaeus. Notice what's happening next. It says that he's begging. 
He's asking for help in his blindness. When we are in sin, we have to realize we cannot will our way out of sin. Instead, we have to understand that only God can extricate or get us out of our own sinfulness, lead us out of our sin, and lead us up to Christ. Here we have Bartimaeus, blinded by sin, and now he's begging. But that's good because he knows he needs help. And the story continues. Upon hearing that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have pity upon me. Well, Bartimaeus hears Jesus. He knows the voice of Christ, and therefore he is impelled to cry out. Even when we are blinded by our own sinfulness, we always still hear Christ, his voice, calling out after us. We hear the voice of Christ because he's always calling out after us. Even in the very depths of our sin, he calls to us. And why? Because he is our good shepherd. Go to John's gospel. Jesus describes himself as the good shepherd. And how does he do that? He says, I call to them and my sheep hear my voice and they know it and they come to me. Well, Bartimaeus hears the voice of Christ. That's why he cries out continually, Jesus, son of David, have pity upon me. Don't we do the same thing every time we begin mass? We do exactly just this. The priest says, let us call to mind our sins. And then we say, you know, Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Or we launch into the confidier. We say, I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned. See, every time we come to Mass, we do exactly what Bartimaeus is doing here in this gospel. We recognize our sinfulness and we call out to God in need of his assistance in getting us out of that sinfulness. The story continues. It says, many rebuked him, telling him to be silent, but he kept calling out all the more. In the spiritual journey, expect opposition. Our culture values self-help. You can't go into any bookstore and see shelf after shelf after shelf filled with books about self-help with the philosophy that you, as an individual, can go over any problem that you have. That you don't need to rely upon others for help, let alone rely upon God. You don't need God in your life. By your ability just to help yourself adds power to who you are as an individual. In fact, these books would say that it's almost embarrassing for you to need someone or even God in your life for help. Well, that cannot be for us as Catholics. In the spiritual life, we must call out to God for help. We must have the proper attitude of begging. Faced with opposition, we must continue to beg God for help. And he will listen and hear us and respond to us. That's why Jesus, upon hearing Bartimaeus, it says he stops and calls for him. Well, we are constantly being called by Christ in our life. Why? Because Christ constantly wants us to participate in his life. Now notice it says, So they call the blind man, saying to him, Take courage, get up. Jesus is calling you. Well, now these bystanders are helping Bartimaeus. 
They're encouraging Bartimaeus to go to Christ. Well, we must help one another in the spiritual life. We are on for each other. Give you some examples. The Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults in our church, RCIA. Here, the church calls adults to learn the faith and ultimately enter into full communion with our church. How about confirmation with high school students? Here you have young men and young women, you know, encouraged by their parents, called by the church into a greater union with Christ. How about people who have strayed away from the church over the past several years or so? Now they are coming back to the church because family and friends have encouraged them, supported them to come back. See, this is what I mean by when I say we are on for each other. We have to support each other in the spiritual life. Next, it says, He threw off his cloak, jumped up, and followed after Jesus. Well, that's an odd detail. You know, why did he throw off his cloak and leave it behind, never to pick it up again? Well, in the ancient world, your wardrobe represented your socioeconomic status, your identity. If you were a powerful or an affluent person, you were always dressed very well. No matter where you went, no matter what you did, you were always dressed with the finest clothes. Basically, you were sending a message to the world that you were a person of position and power. I'll give you some examples of this. You know, Matthew, the tax collector, you know, there are several paintings and portraits depicting Matthew of wearing fine clothing. Well, he would have. If he was a tax collector and made a great deal of money, he would always be well-dressed. How about St. Francis? You know, he grew up in a very wealthy and affluent family. And yet, at the time of his conversion, he stands before his father and he strips all of his clothing off and walks away as he begins his conversion to Christ. Well, that's exactly what's happening here. Bartimaeus, by throwing off his cloak, is symbolically throwing off his old way of life. Bartimaeus is now called by Christ to begin a new life. And the central ingredient to conversion is change. You have to throw aside your old life. Throw aside all of your old values and your old lifestyles. If we truly want ourselves to convert to Christ then we have to leave our old ways behind. Just like Bartimaeus cast off that cloak. See, that's exactly what he's doing here. Jesus asks Bartimaeus, you know, what do you want me to do for you? Now think of that. Imagine Jesus asking you that question. How would you answer? You know, there's that great story about Thomas Aquinas. He just finished his theological treatise on the Eucharist and he laid it at the foot of the crucifix to get approval from God. Suddenly, he heard God's voice. And God's voice said, You have written well, Thomas. What do you want for your reward? Thomas said, Nil res ipse, which is Latin for nothing but you. That's beautiful. It's very beautiful. Now, mind you, if God ever asks you that question, that's the answer. That's the correct answer that God is looking for. It's not, oh, you know, God, I, I want a 50-foot yacht or I want a Porsche. No, 
It's nil res ipse, nothing but you. What does Bartimaeus say? I want to see. Bartimaeus was once able to see. He was never born blind. He was able to see the truth once, and now he wants to do it again. Sin clouded his vision to the point that he was blinded, but now he wants to see again with eyes of faith. Better yet, he wants to see the world the way Christ sees the world, with all things in this world connected to Christ. Jesus says, your faith has saved you. Go now. G.K. Chesterton once said, he said, faith is the belief in something beyond reason. I'll say that again. Faith is the belief of something beyond reason. Well, what is beyond reason? God coming into this world, being born like us, a defenseless child, and then dying on the cross to save us? That's beyond reason. But we believe it because we have faith. What else is beyond reason? God entering into our life, leading us out of sinfulness? That's beyond reason. And yet we believe it because we have faith. And so does Bartimaeus. The very end, it says, immediately he received his sight and he followed after Christ. Where is Jesus going? To Jerusalem, where his destiny lies. Bartimaeus, now with eyes of faith, he follows after Christ. How did the story begin? With a blind beggar. A blind beggar in Jericho, living in Sin City, blinded because of his own sinfulness. How does the story end? with a man that is now able to see with eyes of faith, see the presence of God in his life. Now his life has changed forevermore. And because of that, he's compelled to follow Christ. This is a story of conversion. This is a story that should motivate us in our own faith life. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.